0: I want to talk to you today about wondering if you've been with a narcissist, if you are with a narcissist, if your partner might be narcissistic. Now, we're not going to cover everything. There's so many different nuances. There's so many different red flags. We've got a couple different videos that goes over like 10 red flags, 50 red flags, like all different types of things to help you actually be free. We're just going to cover like some of the highlights today of wondering if your partner might be narcissistic, what to actually look out for. So if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist trying to help people break free from narcissistic abuse, helping them rewire their mindset from going back and back and back to a toxic person over and over again when you know you don't want to and you know you shouldn't, but you still do because it feels like an addiction. We break people free every single day uh, through the Clarity Challenge, 45 days to help you transform your life. Uh, You can access that at claritychallenge.net or if you want to talk to me personally, you can go to rawmotivations.com. I'd love to be able to help you out however I can. So when we talk through this aspect of five signs that you might be with a narcissist, some of these again are overview. Some of these are ones you might have already heard, but we want to be able to touch on them so you can understand where you might be. First one, excessive self-centeredness. Now, a lot of times when you think of narcissists, you think about the person who's like snapping selfies, who's looking themselves, posting on social media, all this stuff. You think of just the person who is self-obsessed. Now, you might have you know an overt narcissist that is completely obsessed with themselves, and they're going to show that, and you're going to proclaim that to everyone else. Like, I'm the best. I'm the best in the room. All eyes on me. That kind of thing. Then you have more of the covert narcissist that is going to be the same exact way, but Hidden, covert. It's going to be the person that doesn't want drama, but drama always revolves around them. It's going to be the person that sits alone and is kind of like, woe is me. Like everybody pay attention to me. It's going to be a person that might be like feigning like humility because like they are so good at like helping other people and everybody's still focused on them. It's all this self-centeredness. It still comes back. And a lot of times you can see this when you're interacting and when you start to realize that you bring up something and it's like how it impacts them. It's not about the thing that you're struggling with. It's not about what you're going through. It's how it impacts them. Uh, it was interesting the other day, like my wife and I, we were talking about like whenever she's dealt with like pregnancy symptoms that I feel something and I normally like get tired or like act that way. And I'm like, oh yeah, like it's so hard. Like when you get pregnant, how it affects me. And she just rolls her eyes because she's like, you're ridiculous. But like, that's the idea like the is the narcissist like, oh, what's happening in your life that affects me. Okay, when in reality, like it really doesn't. It's just the narcissist focusing on themselves more than you, more than anything else. So narcissists are known a lot of times for excessive self-centeredness. Okay, so think about it like your partner consistently prioritizes his own needs over yours, his own desires over yours. Like it's always like about him. It might be a sign that you're with a narcissist. Like think of it this way, like he might dismiss your opinions. He might dismiss your feelings. He might make a lot of decisions without even considering you. It might be just about him and his perspective. Now, might not always be, but that a lot of times is what we see when you're with a toxic narcissistic person. It still has to center around the narcissist. Now, again, you might have a piece more of the covert, the subtle, like vulnerable narcissist side that you're not going to see it be revolving around that person as much. However, it typically will go back underneath the surface of what is it affecting me. Still comes back to the me in the relationship. Then you move into a number two, which sometimes is is categorized in multiple aspects of the overt narcissist, of the manipulative charm of like using different charm and charisma to draw you in initially. You see this overt wise, you see this pretty much like short lived. You see it like little, but you see it like, oh, like this person's so charming. And then all of a sudden it falls apart. Now you see this more in the covert side long term, okay, where you see this person that consistently shows up in this great way, but they do like small little things that like belittle you. They do like small little things to like put you down and but it's like intermixed and you're like, oh, uh, 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 no, it's not that bad. And so you start to justify the abuse. You start to justify the things he's saying, the things he's doing, because it's not that bad because this is how he actually is. This is his actual charm, his charisma, the stuff that's actually good. This is where you fall in love with a good version of the narcissist, not the bad version. And you think that there's two versions. There's not, so there's just the one version and there's a nice little mask that the narcissist puts on to make you feel like they're a good person when in reality, they're just so abusive and manipulative, okay? Like a lot of times the narcissist will use charm to manipulate you, to confuse you. Like it should be a warning sign to be a sign of like, wait a second, like this is something that I've like crossed my boundaries. I've moved farther than I wanted to move. I've done things that don't want to do because of how he is, how he treats me, how he acts. Like it makes me feel so amazing. Then he makes me feel awful, like back and forth. And you get on this like roller coaster and you start wondering like, wait a second, is this normal, is this not normal? Like could be affection, could be compliments, and then later uses it to get I'll trip you. Like going back and forth. So when you see this, when there's this giant push pull, could be even him like breaking up in the relationship. Like I'm done. Oh, I'm back together. I'm done. Oh, I'm sorry. I did that. Now I'm back together. Like back and forth. All these things are giant red flags that could be that you're with a narcissist. Doesn't mean you're with a narcissist, but it could be. Okay. Now we move into number three, which is the highlight of all narcissistic topics ever, which is just lack of empathy. Okay. Where he doesn't get you, he doesn't understand you, he doesn't connect with you, he doesn't actually figure out any type of your feelings or emotions. Feelings and emotions, they're icky, they're nasty, ugh, don't want to deal with them. And so he's going to do whatever he can to be able to avoid it. Like empathy is a fundamental piece that needs to happen in relationships of another person being able to empathize and understand where you actually are coming from. Like a narcissist has the hardest time ever putting themselves in your shoes. They don't want to do that because if they have to put themselves in your shoes, they have to deal with your feelings, your experiences, and that will also make them feel with their experiences and their feelings. They don't want to do that. That's already been locked up tight. That's already been compartmentalized over years. It's already been push this side. So bringing that up is only going to be an issue, is only going to be a problem long term. So you're going to see this piece where your partner is lacking emotional empathy and is running away from their own feelings and is definitely running away from your feelings. Like this could indicate narcissistic tendencies. This could indicate that there's issues there when you're trying to bring up feelings and emotions and he's running away from those and he's not willing to actually engage with those. A lot of narcissists can pick up on your empathy, can pick up on being empathetic towards you, but they choose not to. Like the reason why the most narcissists choose not to be empathetic or engage with your emotions in that way consistently, long term, is because then they have to engage with their own. When you're first in the relationship, they come across empathetic, they come across loving, they come across all those different ways that are positive. But then as it continues to move forward and the relationship should get deeper into deeper depths of relationship, the nurse is like, yep, no, I'm out because he doesn't want to actually connect with you on that level because it means it would expose him and he'd have to connect on that for himself. Okay. So run away from that as fast as I can. Moving on. Number four, constant criticism. This a lot of times you're not going to see right away. So it's hard to say, hey, red flag, look out for this. This just might be you're in the relationship and you're constantly getting criticized. It might be at the place where you're getting relentlessly criticized. He's demeaning you. He's putting you down. He's belittling you. It seems like nothing you do is good enough. No matter how you change your hair, how you get your nails done, how you get dressed up, it still doesn't meet the mark. And he's always moving the goalposts farther and farther and farther. Like, I want you to take a moment and think in the relationship, whether that's a month, a year, or 10 years, how much have you changed for this person? And also think, how much has he changed for you? Typically, the balance sheet on that is very much cattywampus because you've got to the place where you're like, I've done everything. I've changed so much. I've done things that I never would have imagined and I never wanted to do for him. And he actually hasn't really changed anything for me. He's still the same person. You'll see this where narcissists try to change you over a period of time. And oftentimes, one of the best tools for a narcissist to use at that is constant criticism. Let me put you down. Let me belittle you. Let me make you feel bad. Let me deplete your self-esteem so that there's these subtle and overt insults to be able to put you down, to be able to control you. Giant red flag, okay? Like maybe he's consistently criticizing your appearance. He's saying something about your weight or he's like commenting about like what you're wearing or he's like mentioning something about like the style that you're doing, like whatever it might be. And it could be something big and it could be something small. It doesn't have to be huge. It just has to be consistent to slowly chip away at you, chip away at your intelligence, chip away at your abilities, chip away at your confidence, causing you to doubt your self-worth. So, then we move into number five, which is also a fairly typical one in narcissistic abuse, and it's gaslighting and manipulation. So I want to break it down really quick. Gaslighting is this aspect where the narcissist is changing something that they just did and convincing you that what you just saw, heard, or believe is not true. So for instance, he might say, I hate you. And you come back and be like, how could you say that to me? And he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't say that. Okay. Okay. It's kind of silly illustration, but this happens a lot of times. And you're like, you just said you hate me. And he'll be like, no, I didn't. I love you. That's what I said. And you're like, no, you literally told me I hate you. He's like, I don't know where you're you're coming from or where you're pulling this out of your head. But like, I just said, I love you. So I don't really know how you heard something completely different. You're like, no, I heard it. Like, that's what you said. You said, I hate you. And he's like, you might need to get your hearing checked because like, I didn't say that. Like I said, I love you. And so you're going to find a narcissist that is very, very convinced of the truth and very convicted of like what he's saying is real and is going to make you doubt yourself. Are you running through life and you're wondering like, did he say that? Did he not say that? I know he said that. No, he didn't. If you start having these questions and thoughts, you might be in a place where you're getting manipulated by a narcissist, where he's constantly distorting your reality, making you doubt your perceptions, your feelings. This is a significant sign of narcissistic abuse. He might deny actions that he's done in the past. He might distort events to make you think that you're the problem. He's not the problem. It might make you question your memory, your judgment. All these different things will happen to be able to gaslight and to manipulate you into believing alternate reality. Have you found yourself apologizing for something you didn't do? Might be a sign. If I could be of any help, please go to realmmotivations.com. Would love to be able to help you move forward in your healing growth and in your development.